Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is our number two game in our top ten first-party Wii games. This game was originally announced, uh, or at least unveiled in some form, in E3 2009 during the developer roundtable, and then we spent the next two E3s slowly piecing together more about the game. Um, in E3 2010, there was kind of just an open-area demo that showed off a more watercolor aesthetic, and then they kind of reined it in a little bit, and E3 2011 was stuff from that was basically from the finished game, and then uh, the game came out in late 2011. But I guess before we start talking about the finished product, uh, let's talk about uh, other parts of the game, I, or, or at least the, the pre-release to the game. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me, we got Josh Max. How's it going? And Carmine Rhett. At your service. All right, so what were your guys' thoughts on the lead-up to Skyward Sword, like from when we first heard about it and it was very nebulous to when we, we found out that it was going to use motion controls and motion plus? My, my One of the first games I ever owned was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. So I've been a, a Zelda, like, I've been a Zelda fanatic for as long as I could hold a Game Boy. Um, so whenever they announce a new Zelda, I'm always kind of excited for it. And then, you know, and when I first heard about it, I kind of pooped my pants a little bit. Like, oh, wow, new Zelda for the Wii. Like, what? And then, you know, in all honesty, once I saw the, the first demo at E3, what was that, like, was that two E3s ago? 2010. Yeah. The, the the first, yeah, the first little one where they were in the forest and the controls weren't really syncing up, I was honestly like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get it, but. I just don't know if, if, if I'm going Yeah, gonna... that, that first demo was kind of, it wasn't as rough as people thought it was. It's just that, that that was the year that they had the stage demo where there was wireless interference and Miyamoto kept on fucking up. Yeah, and I mean, we, and uh, granted, I know it wasn't as bad as it was. I mean, you know, we all have it. But, yeah. And obviously it wouldn't be so high. I mean, that could have been that early because that was still, the game was still a year and a half from seeing release. So that could have, you know, it could have been a little wonky. And I think another thing that comes from that too is that Skyward Sword, um, in the finished product is a game that you really need to kind of like relearn how to play the Zelda game when you get it. So when you're just dumped into this demo and you're like, well, it looks like Zelda, it smells like Zelda and it sounds like Zelda, but it doesn't really control like Zelda because, you know, the, the motion controls and everything, there's that little bit of, Kind of like like this isn't what I'm used to totally, so it's different and weird, and I don't like it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's a Zelda game is in the design, and I, well, I just personally differ. I think it's very much a Zelda game, and once you and it's just the motion controls just open up a different perspective on that. Be- believe you me, Carmine, I, I agree completely. Um, I, I did give this damn game a ten when I reviewed it. There is a reason <laughs> behind it. Um, but I'm just saying, like, when, when we first had the demo at E3 2010, you know, that was, that was, you know, right, right then for Motion Plus, all we really had was Wii Sports Resort. And little did we know that pretty much all we'd have up until Discovered Star came out was Wii Sports Resort as an, as a shining example of Motion Plus. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I sometimes need to, I thought I had to justify my purchase of the, the golden nunchuck with, because it came with, Oh no, the Wii golden Wii remote. Plus. The golden remote. The nunchuck was a club Nintendo oh, yeah. reward. Sorry, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. I got that mixed up. No, the <laughs> golden remote. I don't have the golden nunchuck. I wish I did. Oh, I got oh. it. It looks kind of weird because there's a white cord that connects them. So you're just like, this is so. Oh man. <laughs> but it'll it'll blend into my floor when I look down. <laughs> and it'll, it will blend into my pasty white skin when I when I hold it against my arm. <laughs> 
Everything's everything's fine. I think the great thing about like this, the goal uh, we remote that. I mean, I didn't have to justify it, but the great thing about holding it is it really felt different. There was a different feel to the paint and everything. So a bit of a, I'm really happy I got that limited edition one. You I know. love that controller. It's def- it is my favorite favorite Wii remote by far. Same here. I still have the one that came with my Wii, and but this one, oh, it's like my baby. It's like I want to name it, but then I feel like I'd be insulting. It. <laughs> it's got texture. It's it's an amazing thing, you know. It's got texture. It. I don't know. I don't know. It's. Anyways, anyways, but so the game, the game. Uh, so Carmine, what were your thoughts? You know what? I'm a I'm a big Zelda fan. My, you know, I'll, I'll point to like the first Zelda and say, oh, my mom taught me to play Zelda on the NES when I was like three years old. So there's a certain amount of all this time later, I'm a Zelda fan. But am I cynical? You know, am I jaded? I I try not to get involved in the hype game because I feel like that is not really what I enjoy Zelda for. I mean, I'm I rewatched. You know, there's a whole bunch of Zelda reveals that I'll rewatch and I'll get goosebumps and a tingle will go up my spine and it's just amazing, you know, and the music has such an emotional impact. But leading up to a Zelda game, and especially for this one, I'm pretty happy. I like, I put, I got, I was sort of hands off and I was like, I'm not going to obsess about the release date. I'm not going to obsess about the release date. When's it come? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Nintendo's going to delay it twice, and I'm going to be crushed. So, yeah, so, but, you know, and and I think the real interesting thing about um, Nintendo these days, and I guess with Zelda development in general, is it's, well, I, I didn't get to play the E3 2010 demo, but I just think back to uh, what we've seen of some of the Zelda 64 demos, like that uh, fighting mechanic demo with, like, a really weird-looking Link fighting a really weird-looking Stalfos. And I think that's just the nature of this game. Zelda is a game that really comes from an experimental place, and you are going to see that. And you are going to see them, you know, go off and work on something, and it not work, and then they keep working on it, and hopefully it comes together. And Zelda is great because more often than not it does. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with that. And coming from someone who saw this game in its entire development as I was at the three E3s that I was present at, um, I mean, I definitely remember after the reveal at the uh, the developer roundtable at E3 2009, kind of playing Wii Sports Resort both at E3 and then when it came out a month or two later, and just kind of thinking about, like, well, the sword fighting is pretty cool, but what if this was in Zelda? Because I don't think it was confirmed that it was going to use Motion Plus, but Miyamoto was like, yeah, that's what we want to do. Um, I think he even made the comment of play Wii Sports Resort and picture that was Zelda, and, and that's what I did. And it got me to a point where when I played that E3 2010 demo, I I was in love with it. Like, I thought it was so <laughs> cool. And it was a little frustrating because, like, you know, a little, some of the bomb stuff was, was kind of awkward, like, you know, rolling the bomb or... or uh, like kind of tossing it like basketball. Oh, but I am sold and, on rolling bombs now. It is amazing in the game. <laughs> once again, this is the kind of thing where this is a game that, like, I, I even with the finished game, I kind of sat there and just struggled with it for a couple hours before I just clicked. And I think it was like halfway through the first dungeon when I realized that I could be on the other side of the map and bowl a bomb and have it just kind of, you know, just roll up by the plant, and then the plant would eat it, and the plant would blow up. And uh, when I did that one time, it just kind of blew my mind. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world, because then I I realized that I was like, man, there there are so many ways I could defeat that enemy. Like uh, the the Dooku Baba, 
that that's what that, that the plant is. And you know, you can attack it with your sword, and you have to time you know which way you go depending on how its mouth is open. Um, you can you can toss a bomb into it. You can roll a bomb to it. You can use the uh, the whatchamacallit, the the beetle to go around and clip it off. And just the idea that that you get all these different weapons throughout the game, and unlike Twilight Princess, where pretty much every weapon is a key in that dungeon in a few places on the overworld, nearly every weapon in Skyward Sword you can use in m- almost every combat situation. Um, although I think the whip is kind of worthless, but that, that's also like, I think the, the whip you can steal items from people, or that might have just been a Wind Waker thing, I don't remember. No, no, you can steal items from people, okay, but, cool. you do, but it's like, why would you use it? Because it's whatever. But the... Yeah. The sand blower, whatever that thing is called, and totally blanking on it. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm burping. Dust jar. Gust jar? Gust jar. The bellows. The bellows. The gust bellows. Yeah. Gust bellows, there we go. It was the gust jar in, like, uh, Minish Cap, I think. Either way. It, it, that honestly, I was like, I am never gonna use this out of the desert. And then I use it all the time, and I'm like, how can I not use it? But I gotta say, my favorite part of the game, which it's funny because my least favorite part of the game is a very similar mechanic, but my favorite part of the game was the beetle because I got the beetle and I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with it? Like, I'm going to like, I'm just going to throw him at things. Like what? No, he is my little survey bot. He is my scout. He does all, he scouts everything for me. He brings me things. He is man's best friend. There are so many things in this game that I just kind of look at and, you know, I'm using it in the game and I'll take a step back and I'll just be like, yeah, that's, that's really cool. Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you have that Beetle character because, I mean, it does give you that opportunity where you get into a new area and you're like, oh, shit, this is, this is kind of big. Um, I don't really know what's going on here. And you use the Beetle to kind of snoop around and you can get a different view on things and it's, and it's great. Yeah, it really is just, it's, and I could not upgrade him fast enough. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's great. the other thing is that the optional upgrades in this game where, I, I mean, they're, they're totally not necessary, but just from a point of just being like, oh, if I go out and collect this, then, uh, then I can go get this. This is pretty cool. I smashed um, up so many tumbleweeds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I hate so tumbleweeds. You have to chase Dude. them, you have to run them down. Oh my gosh. Dude, I don't say this often, but this is a stance I take very seriously. Fuck tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, if if I may just briefly go into something that I really... I would like to know what you guys thought about this. Something I really just didn't like about the game was your bird. Like... I understood why yeah, why it so, was there. So underutilized. It was so what? So underutilized. I mean, kind of, but like, it's not a Pona, and it just, I didn't like how you had to like turn to like to, it was weird. It, the controls always felt weird when I was flying around, but then I always had to fly around. Like, I never had the option not to. I mean, and, not, not, not to focus too much on the negative here, but just the, the, uh, the air and how barren it is. Uh, I remember seeing that map for the sky. And being like, oh, it's going to be like the the water and Wind Waker, and that's going to be amazing. And it's really not. There's not that yeah. much to do. Yeah. But again, this is we're very briefly, like not even a minute, but just wanted to bring that up and make sure I wasn't alone. But back to the positives, I liked the bo- the goddess cubes. Yeah. I mean, that was a nice touch because it kind of brought the two worlds together. And exactly. It, 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 had, it gave you something to look back. out for. It was kind of like star coins in Mario games. Yeah, exactly. I'm really, I don't know, I'm, I like that kind of stuff. Like, like the golden, the golden, uh, what are they called in Ocarina? Uh, Skull There we go. Like those, like just, it, they're little things to keep an eye out for. When you see when you're like, oh no, there it is. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens. 
Because it was always like, it's, it was always something like, oh, here's like 50 gems and like, oh, you want a piece of heart? Have three. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, um, how, did you guys ever use the, the super guide in this game? In any form? No. no. I don't think so. I, I ended up using it. Part of that was, I mean, I was on the kind of a deadline for the review and if I was really stuck somewhere, I was pretty much fucked because the game wasn't out yet. Wait, wait, um, wait. Uh, super guide. I mean, I asked Fee a couple times what to do. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, that's that's the thing is that I think it's kind of spectacular how this game kind of just has an FAQ within the game, and there's multiple stages of that FAQ. You and mean I think it's Fee. Well, I mean, there are Fire Fee, I, whatever. I oh, think what it's is, fi. is it a p- official I, official Fee? If for anyone who's interested, <laughs> you can find out this information. It exists. I honestly just don't give a crap. How you pronounce her name? It's a I don't. I don't think that I should honor her by saying her name right. But the the super guide in this game is there is that kind of uh, you know fee or fi will give you these kind of vague hints of what to do next, which is which is nice uh, because you know you can just do that like when you're just standing there. But uh, you can go back to Skyloft and there's a Sheikah stone there that basically has those clips like they had in Ocarina of Time 3D. And just the way that's kind of orchestrated is just like, you know, any anyone can get through this game. And I, I think it's like the perfect embodiment of what Super Guide should be in at least how Nintendo wants to use it. Because I don't think anyone would say that Skyward Sword was a was an easy game and the puzzles were shit like were were really piss easy and stuff like that. I think that people would say that Skyward Sword was a was a you know on par Zelda game difficulty wise. Maybe maybe easier in spots, maybe harder in others. And I think part of how that works is that Nintendo doesn't need to worry about making these games and and some other games, you know, super easy to appeal to everybody because they have that super guide out. And obviously that doesn't go through with every game, but I think for Skyward Sword, it's really important that they manage to keep the integrity of the game while still having that access point for other people. I, I will say this, that whenever, though, you had, like, whenever you had an easy dungeon, the boss was, like, the boss was pretty freaking hard. Like, yeah. the, like the first Gehirim, like, the, he, the first Gehirim is, like, one of the hardest bosses in the whole game. I believe, uh, this one, I, I'm almost positive it's Girahim, uh, the pronunciation. <laughs> here, here in Zelda, or should we, I can probably mispronounce that as well. I just don't even know Zeruda? how to read them in my head. Um, I know, but, that's fine. I mean, I called Hermione and Harry Potter Hermione for, like, five years. Whoa! <laughs> You're not I, was like, I was, like, ten when I read those books. I yeah, wasn't dude, I did the same thing. Um, but anyway, um, uh, but there were there were a lot of great bosses in this game, except for the Imprisoned. But uh, everyone else was really cool, like uh, Kloktos, that, that multi-armed thing. Oh, my God, that guy uh, was awesome. I think uh, I, yeah. the great thing about these bosses, too, is it was super, like, thematically varied i think like part of part of the appeal of zelda is it's a bit of a travel game you know the great thing is you go to this dungeon it's a completely different thing the boss is you know a completely different theme um Kalaktos is some sort of i don't know vaguely hindu inspired multi-armed thing but also a robot so it's it's just amazing seeing all these things come together and again that's that creativity yeah. And and so, but like, yeah, I'm saying like like the second boss, Scald Scaldera. I'm trying to read it. I actually have it up on my screen right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect that guy. <laughs> oh, neither did I. But it was like one of those bosses where you're like, I have bombs. Here we go. And it was like easy, but getting there was was like the puzzles were not, you know, very easy. But like, I'm just looking at the boss page right now, and it is. Excuse me, I'm burping all over the place tonight. 
But I mean, just some of them. I mean, even even Tentalus, the the, the tentacle monster. I was, I was just thinking that that was a really cool boss. Wasn't that hard? But just I mean, you're on a pirate ship. That this, yeah, it, it's like a weird looking Cyclops Medusa thing. But it's yeah, just so it's cartoony. So, it's so goofy, and I'm like, this is gonna be the easiest. But what is that? Oh no! Oh, what is what? And, what like, am I know, supposed right, to do? Exactly, because yeah. before that it was Scurvo, who was awesome looking, although not that hard to beat. Yep. Oh, but he was great because he it ramped up the the boss on the pirate ship, the mini boss there, right? Where you're stuck in this like fencing, uh, one dimensional track, and that the spikes keep moving when you move to the next stage, so you've got a smaller and smaller playfield. I think that was a nice thing. There's just a lot of variety in in, in the bosses, and I I really love the way that they leverage the sword play, um, and and kind of combining the sword play with other weapons that you have. And, I mean, I really, I I love this game. I love this game so much. I don't know if I'm quite ready to say it's my favorite Zelda game of all time, but it is most definitely up there. I mean, when I first beat it, I was like, this is way better than Ocarina. And now I have time to, like, re- like reflect on it. And now I'm like, I'm not so sure if it's better than Ocarina, but I know it's, I really enjoyed it. I think, then again, at, I think Wind Waker at is worst, like... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Wind Waker is very, very hard to trump for me, but I, I think I'd have to play this game again. Uh, which I kind of want to, especially after this discussion. Uh, <laughs> but I'd have to play this game again to kind of come to my final conclusion on it and how it kind of stacks up against Ocarina and Wind Waker, which are my top two. Good enough to play twice. Yeah. yeah I will say this. Uh, so wait, how do you say Gehirim's real name? I believe it's Gehirim. Okay. I, I could Gehirim. still be wrong, but eh. You're probably more right than me. We'll say that. So <laughs> Gehirim, uh, the, <laughs> so the thing about him is that, that, for for one of the like you know how sometimes there are boss battles like for instance something everyone knows like with Pokemon there's like Giovanni or Team Rocket or something and you you never really sweat it like you're like eh, this may be a what a tough battle whatever with Girahim Gihiram I'm giving up Girahim every time you want to say his name just pause and I will say it okay so every time you fight Girahim uh, I'm I'm honestly like. Every time, just holding on to like the sides of whatever I'm sitting on, just going, "This is I'm not going to come out of this alive. I'm going to have to do this like eight times." That first Be- boss is fucking hard. He is, and the second time is a little easier, but not by much. And the third one is like, well, uh, all right. Um, I, I guess I'm going to go without saying. Uh, if you don't want to get spoiled, turn this off right now. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, Skyward Sword's a damn good game. You should totally. You know, go and go and play it. Uh, we talked loosely about some bosses, but I have plans for the finale of this to get into some large story talk. So leave if you haven't played it yet. Oh, can we start doing spoilers? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Spoilers wait, before now. before we get on. To, oh wait, maybe that's a spoiler. <laughs> well, before say, I get that, on, I don't. Everyone think the, should be gone. <laughs> I don't think the I, I you you talk about you um pause for. You talk about him, and you say he's, like, the most tense version of the game. To me, that was the trials, you know, because... Yeah. Oh, and, and, I, I and don't get me wrong, those. I love the, I love the trials, but they are, I'm, I am really, my stomach gets into a knot, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm being chased, the music is there, and then I get one of the, um, the soul essences, and, like, the, the music just calms down, the lighting calms down, and okay, nothing's chasing me, you know, but then it's like, 90 seconds until the next one. And the thing is, you you don't get a break. You you can't... It's... it's it, it Oh, my God. It's You have to think on your feet so much 
you know, I almost want to have my brother sitting next to me so he can say, go here, go here, go here. But the thing with those is that you only do them four times throughout, uh, you know, a 40 plus hour game at a minimum. And, and that's the thing that works with me for them is that you don't do them often. And it's not like you're going into this new location. It's each time you do it, you're in a location that you have been to, I think, at least once at that point. Yeah, you've been you've been there more than at least once. Would it be twice? I don't. I'm trying to think of the order of the game. At least twice, let's say. Well, I mean, this, this, the the last one is Skyloft, and I mean, you've been, yeah. that's, that's your backyard. Literally. I mean, that's the thing. I did not expect the Skyloft one at all. And when that happened, Neither I was just I. like, "Oh, this is so rad! I love these things." But I can tell you this much: I wouldn't like them. I I wouldn't like them so much if they happened more often. They happened four times, and those four times were easily the most intense moments of the game. Uh, I remember in the, 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 the lava area, I was at one point completely out of time looking for one last one and just running in a freaking circle around the entire map trying to dodge and lose anything I could. And it, like, I was, I was terrified, but then eventually I got that last crystal and there was just a huge sigh of relief. And... Yeah, the lava one. I, I was freaking out in the beginning because there's a thing that starts out right next to you. Yep. Yeah. And I did not know that until it was on the side of my screen, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but I just, I, I really, I love those moments. I wish that I could wait, like, four years down the road when the ghosts are out of a job, and they have to go work at that really crappy cafe down the street, and I know, I'm going to find out, I know the shift manager, so I'm going to make them all work on the same day, and I'm going to go down there, and I'm just going to, they're going to ask for everything on a tray. I'm going to order, like, everything. I'll pay, don't worry. But I'm going to put everything on a tray and just... Look at them, flip it on the floor, put down my money and leave. Make them clean it up. I hate them. <laughs> and and um, I, would, I do want to say this quickly. Um, what you said, Neil, about like this is when you're doing these trials, it's an area, area you've already been to. And one of the beautiful things about this game and in many Zelda games is just the depth, the, the tightness, and the level of complexity to their level design. You know, you go there and you don't just play through a level. You actually learn it. You, your, your relationship to that area changes. Especially exactly. as you go through the game. And it's an amazing thing that you don't get in many other times other than a Zelda game, I think. I, I completely agree. Um, so let's get to the uh, the, the big stuff, the, the storyline things. Did, did you guys like the way the story was presented at first? Um, or, I mean, just in general, how did you like the story? I personally, I I, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was told well, probably you know some of the best cutscenes Nintendo has ever done. Uh, really expressive eyes, I like that. I mean, the the thing is, like, it all it was all pretty good. Like, I mean, when when Groose came down, I was actually like first like really pissed, and then later <laughs> on, I'm like, oh yeah, Groose, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. It's fuck amazing. Yeah. It's amazing the the arc that Groose goes through and how all of a sudden he becomes like your favorite NPC or something. Yeah, because I saw him at first, and I'm like, there's Ganondorf. Yeah, yeah, that's Jerk. what I thought too. I was waiting for it to turn out that he was the first Gerudo or something. Yeah, but you know it wasn't, and and then at the end it was. I mean, at the end, honestly, my favorite part of the whole game was the Zelda cutscenes in the end of the credits. Yeah, um, honestly, my favorite because there were no words, but after playing through all that, you knew exactly what was going on each time. And I mean, at the end, like at the end of the Dark Knight. Oh, P.S. Spoilers about the Dark Knight <laughs> right now. So, you know, at the end of the Dark Knight, you're like, oh, of course Gordon's going to find out who Batman is. And, of course, you know, yeah. uh, 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 Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Robin and, and all that stuff. And you're like, uh, like, you can see it coming from a mile away. Yep. Like, there are very few twists, in, except from the Talia twist. That was an awesome twist. But, like, all the other stuff you saw coming from a mile away. And I kind of saw that, that Impa was the first Sheikah. 
that we that we find out about. But then like it happened, and I was like, "Dah, okay, you get this one in ten. I'll get you know what? Like, no, you that, take that, that, one. that was blatant for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, we I, we saw it coming, but then she said it, and I was like, "I'll give it. It's not stupid. You got this one." And actually, it's the Impa one is really beautiful because it they're combined. They're bringing together the two visions of Impa. Oh, yeah. that. in the beginning, Impa yeah. was an old lady in OOT. You know, she's not. She's like and a, they combine that. She's that's felt like 20-something or whatever. She is an Amazon warrior. Yeah. I, have no um, uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I agree. I, I love how they, they had that character and kind of married the two ideas that we have of her. And I also do really like Demise. Um, although it was kind of lame to just have the final boss kind of like come out of nowhere and be like, yeah, man, I'll just be chilling up here. But <laughs> I really liked, like the the kind of, the magnitude of that last fight because it was that kind of like you're basically fighting for the entire like origin of the Zelda universe and his words at the end were just kind of like you know we'll be locked in this battle for eternity you're just like oh shit um, yeah again but it's like you know as soon as I saw Demise I'm like this is where it starts and yep. like again it's something that happens and he says it and you're like ah okay Nintendo I'll give you this one too don't worry <laughs> but, you're not the Dark Knight Rises I, I I didn't like the Dark Knight Rises. I have this little, perhaps trivial, but to me, I'll never be able to like get it out of my head. I'm always like at the end of every Zelda game, and I'm like, are, are Zelda and Link part of the same bloodline? Because he says, "Oh, oh. your ancestors." So it's like, do they do they do they marry? What do they have kids? Is it? And since they're reincarnated over time, are these the same blood? Well, they must be because he says it's the same. The descendants of because I've always assumed they were just completely different people, just reincarnated without any blood but ties. Maybe but. maybe that's why they keep saying it's not a love story, so that you're like, oh, their ancestors are of the same like thing, but they're not the same people because they're just really good friends. Yeah, they're just really good yeah, friends. Yeah, they are. There's something. There's something the very time. platonic about it. <laughs> Yeah, they just, you know, Link said, okay, just give it this one time. we got to figure this stuff out. And so this said, sure. And they did the one time. No kids. There were no kids. But, you know, they boned once. And that's totally, hey, that's totally okay. But but I, be, well, just one last thing about this whole thing. Because if you, I'm not sure if you guys know the, the Ego Raptor awesome series. But there's the one where, where he kind of does a, at the beginning of, of, God, I think Link to the Past. Where your uncle goes, Zelda's your... Zelda's your dot 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 dies, and then you're like Zelda's my what? Zelda's she's <laughs> Dude, my what? Come what on. is she? Like he yeah. came back alive later in that game. Like <laughs> why did he never tell me? Exactly, exactly. You, I just ugh. sorry. That's one thing I always wanted to know. There so, is another. <laughs> unless I'm totally forgetting that they revealed it later on, but well, I'm I'm gonna end this uh, just on a brief note on on the fact that when you really look at it. Miyamoto and Anuma just made a Zelda game to explain why there is a red bird on the Hyalian shield. <laughs> oh. And, and, I mean, to me, that seems like the entire reason why Skyward Sword exists is that they were like, why is there a bird there? I don't know. Let's figure it out. 100% justified now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's like, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to argue. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but... Quickly, one thing, shout out to this game's graphics. It is beautiful. I was just playing last night, and I noticed that stuff in the distance looks like it's been watercolor painted. Uh, it's so that's, how they, that's how they fade it out. And it's, it's, I don't know if you'd get that in without Nintendo making the choices they do. So Yeah, I agree. All right, that is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, our number two game. Hope you enjoyed it.